0: New York rap and Texas blues, two women with albums that will blow you away. It's Music Friday Live. From Los Angeles, California, the music capital of America, it's Music Friday Live. I'm your host, Patrick O'Heffernan. I'm welcoming our listeners on the CyberStationUSA.com network. And their radio affiliates and also our uh, broadcasters in, in uh, London, England. And also everybody is listening to us on Stitcher. If you have questions or comments for our guests, don't forget this is your show. They're here to talk to you, so you can call us, 347-215-7511, or you can email your questions, some of you actually already have, to musicfridaylive at gmail.com. So if you're listening to us on a podcast or in the UK or in the East Coast, you can still email your questions to our guests. We'll forward them to them so they can reply directly to you. And speaking of our guests, Kendra Black is a joy to listen to and also a joy to watch. She's a pop artist. She's a, an actress, a singer, a dancer, everything you want. The triple threat, I think they call it in Hollywood. Originally from Italy and now based in New York City, she is a woman in charge. She blows away live audiences with her range of styles from rap to love songs and her dance moves that could fill a big stage anywhere. She's recently released her and her EP, The Edge, and the first single on it, Rude, features Snoop Dogg. It's no wonder she can do so much so well. She trained in music and ballet in France and Italy. She's performed in Europe and the Middle East, the Caribbean and the US. She's appeared in film productions and on Nickelodeon TV. Plus, you know, in her spare time, she's also designed and launched her own line of sportswear. Kendra Black, welcome to Music Friday Live hey there
2: it's Kendra
0: first of all let me say I love the songs from the edge EP Uh, we've been listening to them here in the studio all week and that's a good thing that we have long long uh, chords on our earphones because that allows us to kind of get up and rock around a little bit while we listen to them right (laughs) Um, and we do really honestly Uh, now I'm kind of curious Um, You recorded this with the Trendef studios in Los Angeles. So how did you connect with them and with Snoop Dogg?
2: Well, um, my executive producer, Lachi, based in New York, um, and I traveled to L.A. to work with Trendef and just uh, see what we could basically cook in the studio and, uh, you know, make for a new album. And as soon as we got there, we just started working together and vibing together. And that's how The Edge kind of started. We recorded Air Pack Jet and Rude first. And at the end, we were thinking about how a rapper would sound great on Rude. And, of course, my favorite rapper is Snoop Dogg. So, you know, that's the name I just threw out in the wind. And, of course, I couldn't expect it to happen so soon. But it did, which is great. So that was the first. so uh, that was the first time I ever did a feature with a major celebrity of Snoop's caliber. And of course, there's many more to come, but that first one was uh, very, very special to me. And of course, it was um, what um, helped launch The Edge because um, Snoop's name created a lot of engagement and the song sounds great. And um, I don't know if you checked out the official music video for Rude out in vivo and YouTube. But um, yeah, that video is, uh, is
3: great. I love it. <laughs>
0: yeah absolutely and and everybody uh, who's listening to the show today after the show not right now should go and check that video out it's a lot of fun well let me just say that that it worked it really worked well you, you have put your voice together with great beats and brilliant production so i want to let our audience listen to a little of it um we're going to we're going to play the your first song later on but right now i want to play we got it Now, not only is that a really great song, but it's also kind of a tough song. You're in control. I mean, I like the line right at the top. They part when they see my team. They start, but they can't compete the scheme in. And then you finish off the verse with, I delete pep peeves and defeat said fleas cause. So what's the context there? Sounds like you're kind of a formidable woman who's really making things happen.
2: So the theme of the song, um, really, I made the song relatable so that no matter what you're doing or what you're thinking or what you're stepping up for, you can relate to this song. So that's why I think it's a great song. So as far as context goes, um, as far as I go, I just imagine myself just, um, I don't know, walking in somewhere, you know, because you, when you walk somewhere, Um, You have to keep your head high. You have to present yourself. That is the first um, thing people see of you. That is your energy while you walk. That introduces you before you even speak. So if you uh, communicate the strength and this, um, for lack of a better word, I'm going to say (laughs) badassery. <laughs> you you <laughs> communicate the right things and just uh, be confident in what you're doing, you know. If you okay. walk and people part, is because your energy is telling them, don't mess with this person. <laughs> and uh, everybody should be able to um, to experience their personal power.
0: Well, actually uh, later on in, in the the song you sing, uh, use my sex appeal to, to turn you, then to break your heart and won't even have to <laughs> to try that hard. So, you know, nobody misses with, with this woman. We, we get that message. Right <laughs> now later. See, we pay attention to the lyrics here. Um, Poetry is not dead. We just call it lyrics. Now uh, the um, later on in the song, there's, there's a, a vocal build-up where you use your voice to give a lot of urgency and a lot of power. When you first wrote the song, did you write that in or did that kind of flow out of the production?
2: So that Lachi, uh, my executive producer and I, we put that together, and it just, you know, it just kind of came in uh, with the um, with the with the mixing and with the ideas that you know come in the end when you make songs. You know, when you start writing and producing, and then you slowly build it up and build it up, and you get to that point where you're, um, you're stepping up the level of the song by doing nothing but being in it really, you know, and just uh, listening to it for the first time. Because, of course, the first times you listen to something you're creating um, or you're about to create, that those are the times where your inspiration is at the max. So it's very important to keep going with that momentum and just uh, be like, okay, I feel like this would sound great. Let me go and add it. Or let me go and re-record this in, diff- in a different way, even though it wasn't planned, because, uh, yeah, because this way works better. So you know that's how it kind of came in. It came in together okay. with the song.
0: Really. Well, it worked well. It works very well. It uh, it, it it gives the song a, an exciting flow to it. Um, and you know, you you got a very intriguing voice. Uh, and as a music criti- critic, I hear a lot of voices, and yours has kind of a special curl to it. It's sort of a, a very unique and enjoyable signature. But I was wondering it. Is there any auto-tune or other production techniques in there, or is that all you?
2: I mean, no, that's that's definitely all me. Of course, there's uh, mixing um, processes going on, so, I mean, I'm not very good at mixing, but uh, equalizing and just, you know, leveling and Mm -hmm. making it, like, commercially viable. But no, that's, that's all me.
0: That's all you. So... Are, are we hearing any of your conservatory training in, in your voice?
2: So um, when I trained in um, Europe in France and America, um, I'm sure you were pretty confused by my bio. You're not the only one. <laughs> um, no, not really.
0: <laughs> I,
1: so,
2: yeah, I'll get more detail about that. Um, so, yeah, I studied with teachers from the Music Conservatory of Milan and Music Conservatory of Cannes. And um, I started with them when I was really young, so the main thing they could teach me, the most important thing, was to free my voice but controlling it. Because like you're saying, um, my voice does have a special like twist to it, but when I was younger and I started singing, I was this little thing, and my voice was so powerful, and I was just throwing it around, and my teachers were like, it's very good, but you know level it just be a little more vulnerable with it because i was like oh, you know, <laughs> it was very like let me pull it out all at the same time and just be as powerful as i can so yeah they really helped me um the strength in my training i would say was to help me control this voice and just letting it out in a way that would um allow me to uh, modulate it at its best so yeah it yeah, definitely is um, something here okay.
0: Did you originally uh, train in, in classical music and opera?
2: Um, no, I did not. Um, I do have some twists of that, which I have never studied, maybe because I'm Italian, and <laughs> that's what uh, we tend <laughs> to hear sometimes more than here. Um, so, yeah, but no, I started with, um, I actually started with R&B. That was my passion, and that was my style. So for a while, I was pure R&B, and then I gradually drifted into pop more and more, um, I did a lot of jazz singing as well for a while in my life, and um, yeah, and then I the mixed of styles kind of like, you know, merged in okay. that with me.
0: <laughs> okay, all right. Well, let me remind our audience that uh, we're talking with Kendra Black, and you can talk with her too. You can phone uh, 347-215-7511, or if you're sitting at work with your earphones on, and I know a lot of you are because you tell me that, email us. Email us at MusicFridayLive at gmail.com. And actually, we, we, we have some emails. We had some emails before we even started, so people really do want to uh, ask you questions. So why don't we go to some of those emails? Um, Billy mm-hmm. in, in Tampa and wants to know, do you tour? Do you ever come to Florida?
2: Yes. So actually, uh, I'm about to start my uh, Dangerless tour, uh, the spring date. Um, And um, so this tour is going to be closer to New York. So it's starting in Brooklyn. I'm going to be on Good Morning Bushwick this coming Monday um, at 10 a.m. Eastern Time. Um, You can uh, follow it online uh, on um, www.buttonroach.com. I'm guessing. (laughs) Find the correct link on my website. Then my second tour date um, is in uh, Philadelphia. I'm going to be performing at The Fire um, on uh, Wednesday, April 25th at 8 p.m. Then I'm going to be in uh, Richmond, Virginia for the um, Richmond International Music and Film Festival on Saturday, April 28th at 9 p.m. And um, then I'm closing the spring dates for the moment in um, Astoria at a BMI um, Who's Next All-Star showcase. So these are going to be the spring dates. And then I'm going to have some uh, fall tour dates in October um, and uh, end of September. And I believe that they scheduled me to come to uh, Florida as well in those dates. So, okay, uh, yeah, that info will definitely be available very soon on my website, KendraBlackMusic.com. And if you haven't already, you can check it out and uh, follow me on this uh, spring tour.
0: All
1: right. About- well, you got that,
0: uh, Billy in Tampa. Uh, so the answer is yes, and uh, you should check it out on her website. Chennai um, in New York City uh, wants to know if you play any musical instruments.
2: Yes. Yeah. I played a piano. I used to play very, very well when I was younger. Now, um, I mean, I gradually focused more on music and songwriting and vocal performance, so that's what I do best now. But I definitely want to get back into playing professionally the piano very soon. So, yeah.
0: Okay. Remy in Austin asks, <laughs> she has, R&B, exclamation point, exclamation point. And, then, and then she writes, uh, I didn't know Italian conservatories taught R&B. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
3: that is a great one.
2: <laughs> so, okay, um, funny story. Um, I was studying uh, with um, a very, very um, interesting and amazingly talented teacher called uh, Gilles Cagliolo in Cannes. So I was there um, to study not only music, but also ballet, as many of you know by my bio. I used to be a, a professional in ballet, which I still am, but I don't perform anymore. I teach it and I train in it very consistently. But my performance is music, of course. So yeah, when I was there, um, <laughs> those were very, very interesting years of my life because I was literally like one of the only um, ballerinas over there that was, very um you know very on the music side so I was very edgy <laughs> so I remember the days and the evenings that I just spent with my music teacher just like having uh private voice lessons and then people would hear what I was singing and they would all like just sit next to the door and have their snacks there because they didn't know who was singing but it was so edgy and different and just so out of place for a ballet school that they would just hang there while I was singing and then I would come out and there were so many people waiting for me like oh it's you well good job and all that and i used to sing all these like pop songs and all these um amy winehouse um songs as well which i love singing amy winehouse this is um you know she's one of the artists like you know classic artists that i love um, interpreting the most
0: that's a great story Uh, and so and so you brought up your your dance i was going to anyway but um uh, let me point out to our audience that um, her videos and performances often include some very tight dance routines, and they're definitely uh, worth watching. Let me ask you, um, does dance in your your singing, uh, do you use the dance to interpret your songs, to give the meaning, or or to add a visual element that's fun and entertainment but, ne- but not necessarily designed to mirror the lyrics?
2: Well, both, of course. But um, dancing is definitely a very, very important part of, you know, the final product. So in my music videos, you know, I can't not dance. Like, I just, I dance whatever I do. Dancing is part of who I am. So um, when it comes to my songs, it's really a way of delivering the message of the song, of whatever I'm trying to um, convey to the public. And then um, for this next album, I'm, um, I'm going to start working on very soon and releasing, of which, by the way, the main single um, is going to be out very soon. It's called Dangerless, and that's why my tour is called Dangerless. And uh, the song is going to be released on uh, the 28th, right after the tour, and I hope you like it. Um, So anyway, especially for this new um, album coming up, there's going to be a lot more dancing, a lot more interpretive dancing as well, and I'm definitely uh, planning on using that even more in my music. Because, um, you know, like I said, it's part of who I am. It's a shame not to. <laughs>
0: well, and while you were saying that, uh, we got an email in about dance uh, from um, uh, Alan Carr. Well, I'm not mispronouncing your name. Alan Carr in L.A., who wants to know, is designing dance as much work or more work than writing
1: songs?
2: Hmm. I would say it's about the same if you want to create, you know, a good product. You can write a song just like that, you know, and you can make a choreography just like that. <laughs> or you can put all of your talent and effort and you make can. it a, a, you know. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but uh, I would say maybe it's definitely faster to put together a choreography that looks good than a song that sounds good. Um,
4: okay.
2: I definitely think that. Because I don't know. I guess movement is so much quicker to just convey what we're trying to say and just express our idea of, um, you know, the choreography that we envision to create. And words are always messy. You know, even in life, like you never find the right words for what you're trying to do. So I guess. Well, you do find
0: the right. You find the right words, right? (laughs) In all of your songs. And speaking of that, you've also done some acting. Is is that something you want to do more of?
2: Yeah, I definitely um, have done some acting, Um, especially when I first moved to New York. um, I did a lot of that and made a lot of moves with that. I started working with Nickelodeon, you know, and um, doing feature films and all that. Um, But I definitely want to explore it more because I have been focusing more on my clothing line and um, my music and touring, but I definitely do want to be behind a camera as far as acting goes as well. It's something I love, and I'm also pretty good at it, so <laughs> I'm okay. definitely looking forward to incorporate it more in who I am and how people get to know
0: me. Are, are, are any of the films you've been in uh, online where people could see
1: them?
2: Yeah, so um, one of my favorites was The Lucky Ones. It's a production by Steven Petrillo, um, written uh, Stephen with P H um, and it was a, a very very uh, deep movie about you know teenagers and drugs and all that and he was just so good in um, conveying the the message and with you know with all the actors and I remember shooting that and um, I was very um, while I while we were shooting it and while I was doing what they were telling me to do. I was just uh, thinking about everything, you know, like this movie was also great to be in maybe even more than watching it. It really made an impact on me. I was like, wow, this is beautiful. You know?
0: So, so uh, folks can uh, look that one up. Well, we need to uh, get back to music. Right. Uh, and <laughs> I want to play uh, a little bit of a um, rude. Fortunately we have the radio version. So here's rude. Latchy music.
1: Latchy music. Kendra B. Big Snoop Dog. Yeah, I'm
4: so rude. I'm so rude. you. I'm so rude. I'm so rude. be.
0: Another song that uh, whose lyrics say that you're very much in charge, uh, a bold statement. Um, you know, rap is is sort of male-dominated, but it seems like it, it works well for you. Has it been a struggle for you?
2: Um, well, it has been a struggle in the sense that, especially when I first moved to New York, I remember I was um, 17, so I turned 18 in New York. Um, I was working with all these people and not knowing if I should turn right or left and, you know, presenting my voice, uh, when I was very, um, inclined towards R&B and, um, and, you know, having different opinions by people. So I was always, because of the power of my voice and, um, the fact that I'm, um, I've always been more inclined to like urban styles. Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. I always had, um, you know, mixed, um, you know, feedback about not how I sung, but like about the idea of it. Like, are you sure you want to do rap? And why don't you sing something more like, you know, soulful or all that.
0: Okay, <laughs> um, all right.
2: So um, you know, gotten, then...
0: uh, we're, we're getting uh, more emails and uh, a lot of them are asking about your clothing line. So I'm, I'm actually going to kind of combine them into my own question. Um, oh, uh, yeah. And I, I went, I went to your webpage, uh, where your clothing line is is laid out and uh, they're great. I mean, there's even a couple of hoodies in there that can make me look good. Uh, <laughs> right? But the, the gist of all the questions we're, we're getting is how do you do that? How, how does a young woman in New York, who's a dancer and a singer put together a line of clothes and get them manufactured and sold? How do you do that?
2: <laughs> well, many people have been asking me that the answer is, I 'm really amazed myself that this could work out because I am extremely busy in New York um so basically it all started because I wanted to um update and enrich the merch I had on the site, so it started with the classic handle black t shirt And the classic uh, tote bag. So I am currently having a contest for the clothing line. If you enter um, by following me on social media, liking the contest uh, flyer and post, and just comment with um, uh, with a name of a friend that would be interested, and you um, or them will be the lucky winner to win uh, the T-shirt, which was the first item of it, and the wristband. So to answer your question. Um, the clothing line started because I wanted to design new things for the website. And then I was in Sicily at the time for summer. That's where it was uh, born. And I started, um, you know, getting really creative because that's what summer does to you. You just get really creative and start thinking outside the box. So I made multiple items. I made hoodies. I made the cropped hoodie, which is actually my favorite um, and yeah, all that. I made the crop tops, the super soft white top, which is currently a bestseller on the website. And you know, after that, I well, was like, why make it a thing? Well, when
0: you said you made them, I mean, did you didn't make them, or, or did you actually sew them, or did you go to manufacturers, or does? I mean, how did that all work?
2: I didn't make them in the sense of sewing them. I'm um, not that good, but um, I designed them. So all the designs are made by me uh in terms of um you know the um, the make models of the individual yeah. uh, things and also the designs of the logos and where to put things. Um they're all designed in Italy. So I work with a design studio over there and uh, I spend hours next to okay. the technician and, you know, I'm the one who moves the <laughs> the fonts around and just okay. says, Okay, I let's put okay. Well we and, are you getting know, a little perfect. tight
0: on time and I, I wanted to play one more of your songs and the, the song I love the best and this is um, Air Pack Chat. I came
4: the game I'm so fresh Louis
2: no on
0: a good thing I've got a long cord on my earphone because I'm out of the chair and up dancing around the uh, the console here. Uh, right. <laughs> um, diamonds on my chest, I'm so fly. So you're still in charge there. But there's another line in that song that that I, I find kind of curious. My phone is truer is truer than your religion. What's up with that? <laughs>
2: So that was um, a creative um, way we thought of in L.A. with TrendF. And that means basically my phone um, is like more official than, you know, anything about you, basically, because it's like blowing up kind of thing. So that's what it means.
0: Okay. All right. right. Well we could explore that song for a while and and watch the choreography video even longer which are, all of your videos uh, are wonderful i love love to watch you and, and your your team there dance but uh, unfortunately we're uh, we're about out of time i want to make sure you have an opportunity to tell people where they can get your music where they can learn about your tour and where they can uh, buy your clothes
2: yeah you can find me on my official website, KendraBlackMusic.com. You can also find my tour dates on my website and the links to the tickets um, and my clothing line, of course, on the store page. Um, you can follow me um, on social media at KendraBlackMusic and Twitter at Black Live. And um make sure you enter the contest, um, you know, for the KB sports apparel. And you could win the shirts and the wristband and it also give you a chance to check out the rest of the collection, um, which is looking really great with the new uh spring add ons and you can take ten um dollars off your purchase with code Real is the new black. So well,
0: you, you yeah. know how to market.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. you, you really
0: and also know how to market.
2: Also, all the um, items in the clothing line are uh, 100% cotton or cotton blends, and uh, they're all made in Europe, so they are very, very good quality. I import them with me when I come.
0: Okay. All right. Well, Well, Kendra Black, thank you so much for joining us today. This has been a lot of fun.
2: Thank you for having me.
0: Kendra Black. Check out her music, her videos, and her clothes at kendrablackmusic.com, and uh, stream the music on Spotify. Or better yet, even buy it. We're going to take a quick break with a short trip to Mexico, and then we, when we come back, you're going to hear some East Texas blues like you've never heard before. This you're, you're listening to Music
1: Friday Live. Mm-hmm. Just two hours south of the California border lies the enchanting seaside town of San Felipe, Baja, California, where friendly people, warm waters, and a relaxing vacation awaits. And it all starts at www.mysanfelipevacation.com. Whether you choose to golf on the 18-hole championship course overlooking the Sea of Cortez with friends, enjoy a romantic weekend for two on the beach, or take the whole family for a fun-filled weekend of shopping and activities, You'll be sure to find just the right accommodations at MySanFelipeVacation.com. So what are you waiting for? Isn't it time you got away? Visit www.MySanFelipeVacation.com today. That's www.MySanFelipeVacation.com. See you in San Felipe.
0: And you will see us in San Felipe because we love San Felipe. Again, that's mysanfelipevacation.com. And if you use the discount code MFLA5, you will get a 5% discount on every booking that uh, you use through the website. So give it a shot. It's a great place for, for vacation. It's only about a half a day's drive from L.A. or San Diego or even parts of Texas, too. Well, speaking of Texas, all right, I have been listening to Ali uh, Venable for a long time. I love Texas blues, and that's what she does, and she does it really, really well. Despite being one of the youngest stars in the Texas blues firmament, she does it so well you just cannot turn you just cannot not listen to her all day long. At 18, she became the East Texas Female Guitarist of the Year. Then she came back and won again in 2015. Her band won in 2016 and 2017. Like many, many people in the blues, she started singing in church as a kid. Then she picked up a guitar, and sort of the rest is history. And that history includes becoming a protege of six-string blues guitar legend Lance Lopez, forming her own band, award-winning band, and then releasing her first album, No Glass Shoes, to rave reviews. She has assembled a top-notch trio that blows away fans and music critics, and she does does fabulous live shows. And she's just released a new album, Puppet Show, which is equally as good. And, uh, well, better yet, we've got her right here. We've got some of her music here. So let's just say, Allie, welcome to Music Friday Live.
3: Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm excited, too, because uh, Puppet Show is dynamite. I mean, you really let loose, and and you show your chops, both in guitar and vocals. So so where did the idea for a puppet come from, especially given how much in control you are? I I just really don't see you (laughs) dancing on somebody else's strings.
3: (laughs) Well, um, the story behind Puppet Show, um, I really tried to portray a message of taking control of your life and surpassing the struggles you face. Um, it's about not letting anything or anyone keep you from setting yourself up from success in whatever you do. Um, when I write songs, I, when I wrote the songs for this album, um, I tried to write about what goes on in my life or something that um, I think can relate to others. And um, I just, want to let people know that it's okay to feel a certain way and um, that we're only human. And I hope that this album that I put out for everyone can connect, connect with them and help them see that we all go through the same things and that um, we can always um, conquer (laughs) what is put out in front of us. So.
0: Okay. That's really what I tried
3: to do with the, with the, with this album that I just put out.
0: Well, it works. It works. And, and, you know, what, whatever you call it, um, it pulls my strings, and, and I want to <laughs> I, I pull some of the, the audience strings a little bit with the, uh, the title song, so we're going to play the title song. Here is Puppet Show. songs that that just sort of gives you a feeling in the pit of your stomach while you're up dancing around uh <laughs> that well, has to you. be you know, well it's well deserved that 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 song should be on the top of any blues lovers permanent playlist now oh
4: wow thank you
0: this is your second album and, and when i compared yes. it to your first album no glass shoes another album i love it seems more sophisticated more like you you've Push some boundaries a little bit, especially when (laughs) when when I listen to that song next to a song like uh, "Woke Up This Morning" or "Trainwreck Blues." And and your voice also Mm -hmm. seems more flexible and more controlled. What do you think? Am I hearing things? um,
3: Yeah, yeah. So the my first I it's been two years since I put out another album. So my first album, it's been I was um, sixteen when I did that one, and I'm um, I made this one while I was eighteen. I just turned nineteen. And so, I feel like um, as a songwriter and as a musician, um, I did, um, I'm still trying to develop my own sound, and I think I've had a lot of growth within um, my musical endeavors and um, with my songwriting and everything, so, and um, I think with this album, I really tried to experiment with different things and um, different sounds and different um, songs um, throughout my writing, and so I think um yeah it's a totally um different album but they um reflect on who i am as a as a musician
0: which brings up an interesting question when you think about yourself as a musician who you are as a musician or or when anybody does uh they have a frequent they frequently sort of think about other musicians they compare themselves to who do you listen to who's on your playlist
3: well um when I first started playing guitar, um, I gravitated towards the players that could um, really sing and play, and most of those players were blues artists, and the main one that stuck out for me was um, Stevie Ray Vaughan, of course, and then I started looking into his influences, um, What and what's cool about Stevie is that he introduced so many people to the blues that like didn't really know about it, and my, that's kind of what my goal is, you know, is to introduce people that um, aren't um, really aware of blues, and I um, and hope to connect them um, with that kind of music. And I think that's why I love blues so much, too, is because I feel like all genres really derive from that, from blues, like rock, R&B, country, you know. And I think that's why I connect with it so well, and I hope that I can, as an artist, you know, as a musician... That's who I kind of gravitate towards is Stevie Ray Vaughan. I really like him.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know, it it you can you can hear that in your music too because Stevie Ray Vaughan is kind of nuclear powered, right? And uh, right, and some in your songs are too. In fact, there's a song on the album that is really nuclear powered. It could blow away a rock audience or an alt, an alt rock audience just as well as a blue blues audience. And that uh, I'm going to play it now. It's uh, survive. Thank you.
3: I keep making made me feel so small i
4: want the seasons Under both my sleep This rain keeps running down The my body My body's weak But my is strong I gotta find some way To carry it on baby. I don't need you to me...
0: Now to me that is classic Texas blues rock, but it, there's a <laughs> lot of layers in there. It, it, it pushes boundaries. So when you put that song together, we're, what were the rock influences? Were there rock influences in your in your head that sort of snuck into writing that song?
3: Well, um, I have a lot of influences um, near me, like I, um, my mentor Lance Lopez, of course, um, is a big part of my music, and um, Wes flesh jeans and um a, a bunch of Texas players around me. Um I really like Buddy Guy of course. Of course he's more blues. Um, I like um like I said before, just anyone that can really sing and play um really that really can rock out. And so um I really like um players like that.
0: <laughs> um which makes me ask how are your live performances different than what we hear on the album uh, do, you, do you just
1: get more rockish more well, I think, the, more of those I think kinds it's of very
3: influences? I think it's fairly cl- um of course the, the album is like done in a studio you know and everything but i try to really capture um what to expect at a live performance in that album like i use all the gear that i use on my live shows i use my um, category five amp. I use like all the pedals, all the guitars that I use live. I used in the studios because I really wanted to capture that live essence of mm-hmm. my shows in a CD, so that people can mm-hmm. really, really capture and know that.
0: Which is why this this album is is so electrifying. Right? <laughs> um, Do you have a a, a a a word or words that would that you use to describe your sound? Or have you developed more well, sound yet?
3: Well, I think that um, um, taking all my influences that I listen to on a day to day basis or take from, I think I have, of course, I'm a, I'm a blues rock artist, you know, but I think I have uh, my own unique sound in a way. Um, I feel like um, when people tell me that I sing like a certain person, I don't really sound like them, but I, re- because that person is, like, people say I sound like Janice Joplin, but. I know I don't mm-hmm. sound like her, but she has a unique voice and I think that's mm-hmm. why people try to say that because um my voice doesn't sound like anybody else's. They just try to find something that's um unique to relate it to and so mm-hmm. um okay. I think I'm still trying to find my sound but I under the blues rock um type thing, um but I think it's I think I have my whole band is um has a unique tune to it.
0: Okay. Now you've probably been asked this a million times, um, about how you picked up the guitar. So I'm not going to ask that question. All right. But okay. I would like, I would like to know, did you seek out an instrument to accompany your voice or did the guitar just kind of call out to you? Um, uh, not as an um, adjunct, well, to singing, or was it the Stevie Ray Vaughan influence that, that brought all this together?
3: Well, actually, um, you know, I sang in church when I was real like since I was really little and I've been able to sing like my whole life, but um I thought I would just try try to play guitar, you know, for just to see if I could do it. <laughs> and um yeah. at first I did play. I played like country and pop stuff. Um I liked doing that and then like I said before, I heard Stevie Ray Vaughan and I was like I want to learn how to see if I can do that. And so um oh. Here I am now.
0: <laughs> and you learned. All right. Uh, we're talking with, let me remind my audience that we're talking with Allie Minerville. Uh And uh, you can talk with her, too. You can call in 347-215-7511. Or you can email us, and we've already got some emails in for you. Uh, you can email oh, us great. at musicfridaylive at gmail.com. Let's, let's go to some of those emails. Um, Ron Mann in uh, L.A. wants to know how many guitars you have
3: oh wow um i'm like that counting. many one. <laughs> one, two. probably like four like probably i probably have eight guitars and i have one that i'm so excited so there's this company called mag um yeah.
4: <clears throat>
3: that is um building me um a custom guitar they're a company that i endorse and that i work with and, um, wow. so that'll be another addition to the guitar arsenal. So, <laughs>
1: <laughs> but I'm excited
3: for that, but I have, I do, I do have a lot of guitars. cards, but I, my main one is of course my Strat and, um, on the album, I used my Gibson Les Paul and my Tele and what's cool about the Gibson is in the nineties, they did like this limited colors edition yeah. and, um, I have a magenta one. Ooh. So, um, it's very cool.
0: Ooh, okay. (laughs) All right. Uh, Mary Lynn, also in Los Angeles, um, wants to know who's your favorite classic blues player?
3: Who is my favorite classic blues player? Well, um, since I'm from Texas, um, the Texas um, players kind of like I like T-Bone Walker, Lightning Hopkins. Sure. Um, I like Johnny Winter, the slide stuff. Uh, I like Billy Gibbons, of course. um srv gary clark jr is also from from texas so Uh um but yeah i like i like i like like lead belly too i like him but some classic blues blues players
0: (laughs) okay uh ramon in dallas um says 19 and it's got a whole bunch of um Uh, exclamation points he says uh, does this mean that you can now buy drinks in the places where you play music
3: no no you have
0: to be 21 Um, right
3: yeah you have to be 21 (laughs) in Texas yes
0: Ramon what have you been doing you've been using phony ID there (laughs) (laughs) all right Um, Bobby Lynn uh, in Austin uh, uh, wants to know do you have a voice coach
3: I do not have a voice coach.
0: <laughs> okay. All right. No,
3: I have. I don't. I don't have a person that teaches me how to sing. And did you say that person was from Dallas, Ramon? Yeah.
0: Uh, Ramon. Yeah, so Ramon should know better. We're actually playing
3: in Dallas. Or, no, we're actually well, playing we're... in Dallas um, tonight. We're playing in tomorrow. We're playing in the Dallas area, and we're playing the Dallas Guitar Show actually um, in May. So, Ramon, okay. come so, out
0: to the show. <laughs> yeah, Ramon, come out to the show and don't try to buy her a drink.
3: <laughs> yeah, don't. you can buy my <laughs> okay. bandmates some if you
0: want. <laughs> All right. All right. One. Um I want to switch gears a little bit here and uh, play a song that shows off uh, your voice, your vocal instrument. And this is a song called uh, Comfort in My Sorrows. I hate to, to, to hear that one. end. it's so good. Um, um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, Oh, um, well, first of all, before I have a question about that song. But first of all, you mentioned that you have a show tonight in Dallas. So why don't you give out the details? Obviously, one, at yeah, least one person so, was, wants that out.
3: <laughs> so it's around the Dallas. It's in Fort Worth. So it's in, around the Dallas area. Um, we're playing at the Keys Lounge. In Fort Worth, and then the next day we're playing at this cool place called Six Springs Tavern in Richardson. So it's around the Dallas area. And then um, in May we're going to be at the Dallas International Guitar Festival. Um, we're going to play on that Sunday, but it's from four, um, May fourth through May sixth. So we'll be there like that um, during the day. So it'll be it'll be really fun.
0: Okay, Ramon, you have three opportunities to meet her in person. And remember, <laughs> buy the band a drink, but not her. Okay.
4: <laughs>
0: now then, um, you know, you've been called an old soul in a young body. And and I can see that description w- when I listen to Comfort in My Sorrows. But I wonder, how do you feel? Do you feel like an old soul in a young body?
3: <laughs> um, sometimes. <laughs> sometimes I do. Um I think it's because I'm surrounded by so many, you know, musicians and um, people that are older than me, a lot of the times, and so, um, and I feel like I can relate to older people, you know, um, within music. So,
0: yeah. Mm, okay. <laughs> All right. Um, and I like a lot uh, of old uh,
3: music too.
0: Yeah. And, uh, well, of course, with with the blues, that's important because uh, the the blues fans like to hear the classic as well as the new. It's important. I go to blues festivals and everybody has to do certain songs, and I'm sure you know which ones they are. Now, uh, you were talking earlier about your guitars and that you have an endorsement with um, Nag Guitars, but I noticed that um, um, you have a ton of endorsements, actually, and one of them is a company called Everything That Blings. It's a jewelry company. (laughs) And as I scroll through your videos... Yeah. Well, as I look at your pictures and your videos, I can see that you are definitely not a ragged jeans and torn t-shirt kind of girl. Um, you like to make a a fashion statement. So is there some girly girl in this blues girl?
3: (laughs) Well, I think, um, yeah, everything that blings is um, actually from my hometown. It's a boutique and, um, I I love to wear their clothes, um, on stage and I've and um uh, my goal for whenever I'm on stage is I want to rep, rep, uh present the best um representation of myself. Um and so I feel like uh, wearing dresses and jewelry and my boots and my heels and everything um I really love I really love um wearing that presentation of who I am. And um so it's fun.
1: <laughs> and it looks
0: good too. Is, is it is it, I take Thank it there, you. you have no problem in 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 uh, moving around stage, playing the guitar in high heels.
3: Um, for the most part.
0: <laughs> Even the with working part, with yeah. the pedals.
3: Yes, yes, I haven't fallen yet. Knock on wood. I haven't fallen on stage. <laughs> I've tripped. I've tripped like once or twice. Oh my gosh, how embarrassing! But I haven't fallen like flat yet. So
0: <laughs> okay. waiting on that day. Well, um, there's been some other statements about you in, in the press, and one came from a New York magazine, which once called you the new face of Time's Up girl power. So what do you think of that?
3: Um, well, I think that um, that there's this, like, stigmatization of um, girl guitar players not being good. <laughs> and I think that... Um, uh, I think that a lot of female guitar players are great, are great musicians. You know, you have, um, especially in blues and in rock and, in pop, you know, there's a lot of, um, behind the scenes stuff that a lot of people don't see. And, um, I think there are a lot of great guitar, girl guitar players, you know, um, like Anna Popovic is one, Mm -hmm. uh, Bonnie Raitt, Susan Tedeschi, Mm -hmm. Samantha Fish, Mm um, and, uh, yeah. I think that's what, I think that's what kind of, what it kind of meant, you know, is saying that, um, that girl, girl guitar players need to be seen as, um, as great, you know?
0: <laughs> well, uh, actually I, I was at the, um, she rocks awards this year at NAMM and, uh, mm-hmm. had a chance to sit down and talk with the, uh, the editor of she shreds magazine, which you probably know. And, mm-hmm. uh, we just went through this long list of absolutely fabulous, blow-your-socks-off uh, female guitar players, and at least here in Los Angeles, it, it's so common for both uh, lead guitar players and bass players to be women that
4: you yes, don't yes.
0: normally notice any longer. Right? So I'd say you're making. that know
4: it's uh, weird. It's weird. Yeah.
0: Uh, also, I, I was wondering there are so many as you mentioned there are so many great young female blues guitar players in texas so what is it about texas women or texas that now is producing all these great blues mistresses
3: (laughs) everything's better in texas
0: (laughs) (laughs) okay all right with that we're going to play another song and it's called sleeping through the storm Again, uh, the kind of song that makes me happy. I've got this long chord on my earphones. Uh, and incidentally, props to your drummer, uh, Elijah Owens, on that one. Uh, it's really great drumming. And, of course, to, to Bobby, Wall- Bobby Wallace on the bass. And the lyrics are about survival, but the music is about power. And I think it's a great way to finish any album. And it's also a great way to finish the show because we're just about out of time here. Um, now, you've got a tour. tour is... Texas, Louisiana, and I think you're going to Florida, too, aren't
1: you?
3: Yeah, Florida, um, Las Vegas, um, Oklahoma, Arizona, Nebraska, and New York. We're going to be in New York in August. Okay. All right. Well, where
0: should people go to learn about your tour and also to buy your album?
3: Um, Well, you can purchase the album on all musical platforms like iTunes um, and Amazon and we have um, our own store on our website. It's just um, my name. It's just Band dot com or allyvenable. My name is spelled A L L Y, and then venable is V E N A B L E, and then band. So you can okay. find that on there. And we're on all the streaming stuff too. So, but if you want a CD, and I'll sign it for you on our website.
0: Ooh, ooh okay. Everybody <laughs> should. <laughs> and we have our hey, live that's... shows too. And that's another reason people should buy the album instead of just streaming it. Um, well, uh, I noticed that California is not on the tour. You were just in San Francisco at Biscuits and Blues. I hope that next tour you come down to L.A., maybe play at Harvell's uh, in Santa Monica, and, and I'm sure you'll That be really fun. Fight. And if you do, I'll help <laughs> you do it. Uh, but in the meantime, awesome. thank you. Thank you so much uh, for for joining uh, us today and for to bringing us a puppet show. It's a fabulous album, and you're a fabulous guest.
1: Oh well,
3: thank you so much for having me. It was it was so much fun, and again, thank you. I appreciate um, you having me on your show. I'm glad you like the album.
0: <laughs> and I love the album. You've been listening to Music Friday Live with Patrick O'Heffernan from the Cyber Station USA Network, the Blog Talk Radio Network, and our radio affiliates. Like us on Facebook, uh, follow our Twitter feed, and you'll get real-time updates on our guests. Music Friday Live is produced by Music Friday Live and Fairness Radio LLC. Our program director is Jason Bartleben. Our intern is Angeline Serrano, who now has her own radio show. Congratulations. Download this and other Music Friday Live programs at blogtalkradio.com or on iTunes. Check out the Music Friday Live Website and you'll find out all about who we are and how how we get our guests and all of those things because a lot of people seem to want to be on the show. Tune in next week, and we're going to be talking with Kara Granger plus Kurt Stiffle and the Swing Chef will be here too. So check out our Twitter stream and our Facebook page, and you'll get all the latest updates on our guests. Have a great music weekend. I'm going to leave you with some more of the great music from Allie. This is more of Sleeping Through the Storm.